Shut up and sit down. Well, hello, everybody, and I wanted to be a big old man and just welcome you back to episode 83 of Third Shift. <laughs> I want to be a big old man and also say welcome. <laughs> I have my giant paws and I put Cornish hens in them and make it look like I'm eating a whole turkey. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you go buy those little baby bottles of liquor, the little samplers, and then you get a oh, Cornish yeah. hen, and you and you take a picture of you eating a Cornish hen, and then taking the baby bottle and sucking it down, and then you and you post those, and you're like, oh, I'm a giant, or har har, and everybody. Laughs. And it works well for you because you sit like in one of your kids' little chairs. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm getting too big <laughs> for my britches here, oh my and that'd be perfect because we have that little uh, kid-sized lazy boy upstairs. Oh my god. So that'd be the bestest in the whole wide world, man. Just sit that, just whoop. <laughs> just like. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's a great idea. That should be like a third shift Christmas card or something. It should, yes. Oh, man, ideas. Well, I'll talk about that later. Hey, everybody. It's me, Eric. <laughs> and as always with me is the illustrious Mr. Matt. You've already heard his voice. And now you get to hear, how was your weekday, Matt? Oh, it was fantastical. Speaking of illustrious, last week's episode where we had, you know, have our future selves and record a podcast halfway early, it was because I went to the Wharton Center and saw a musical called Something Rotten, which was absolutely fantastic. If anyone likes musicals, has ever liked a musical in your entire life, you should go see that one because it has references to all kinds of other musicals the basic plot overview is it's back in shakespeare times and shakespeare is like a rock star because like he's the mr play jones and these other playwrights are like man i hate this guy and so they formulate to making the world's first musical and it's a ton of fun it's ridiculous it's over the top it's funny that was a ton of fun on the cinematic adventures front two days ago i went and saw thoroughbreds which was a really fantastic movie dark kind of twisted and, uh, you know, I like dark, twisted stuff sometimes. Anton Yelchin was in it, the guy who was Chekhov in the most recent Star Treks. Uh, obviously, one of his last performances before he died. And he brought a lot of, I don't know if I should say heart, but like a lot of humanity to that movie. He did a really, really good job. It was a really awesome performance. So go check that out if you like dark, twisted movies or if you are a big fan of his. He did a really good job in that. That was a lot of fun. Let's see, what else have I been doing? Just reading a bunch of books on the gaming front, not much. I did obviously download the Yakuza 6 demo, because of course I did. Got into playing that, and I just sat at home, and I was like, ah, I'm home. I'm home. This is where I belong. This is where Matt is. This this is where my heart is. Home is where Yakuza is. That's exactly it. (laughs) It was funny, because you're watching, like, the... The intro stuff, and he's going, you know, all around the country. No spoilers, even though it's just the prologue of the game. It doesn't matter. But he gets back to Kamurocho, and he goes, oh, it's coming back to this damn city. And I'm like, yeah, you are. This is home. <laughs> it's like He's just like, oh, this, this effing place. And I'm just like, yeah, this effing place. Ah, it's the bestest place, man. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> exactly. He's going under the gate, and I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. So that was fun, getting into that a little bit. Need to go 
dip back into that, find some more side quests. And speaking of side quests, I actually turned on Agents of Mayhem for the first time in like two months and start trying to wrap up those last two trophies. So hopefully in a week or two or sometime in the future, I will actually have a platinum in that game. Man, a platinum for Matt. Woo! That's right. I do think it's actually kind of cool because one of the trophies is is related to like you have to connect with other people playing the game to get these like hey kill a million people or kill 25 of these people and blah 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 and i feel like since there's probably less people playing it they've cycled those around to be easier because before it was kill 25 super elite guys that you got to spawn in some certain location and now it's just like hey kill 400 enemies kill them with a fine name kill shot kill them with melee and it's just I was just going through popping those off. So that was that was cool. I liked if that is what they did, I'm glad that they did it because it'll make it easier for trophy hunters like me. It'll be pretty nice. Other than that, not much, just work and sleep and eating food. What about you, dude? How was your week? Well, much like you eating, sleeping and working, that's what I've been up to. But I will say I got Bayonetta 2 the other day and well by other day i mean some point in this last week and was playing that for a few solid days straight oh my gosh i adore that freaking series i love it to death the humor is amazing the combat is just phenomenal the just the theatrics the cinematics the way it all plays out just a trophy of a game you got everybody out there needs you just got to do yourself a favor and play some bayonetta i'm just saying oh yeah you know, just saying, just saying. I didn't get to beat it this time around, unfortunately. I was doing the whole Gamefly shindig. Had to return it because my little month's up and Eric Batten ain't resubbing because uh, you don't catch Eric in no resub game. <laughs> so that's all over. <laughs> so, so wait, in 100 podcasts from now when you go, yeah, I beat Bayonetta 2, I can call you out again. Again. Because you didn't play it before. Now you have played it, but you didn't beat it. At least this time I got halfway through the game. <laughs> uh, so half of the memories are real now, and not just part of somebody's full playthrough. So, <laughs> so you don't know about the twist at the ending? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes, I know the end. I don't know if it's a twist or not, but I know not, not, something. Yeah. Anyway, uh, no spoilers. No spoilers. You're messing with Bayonetta, man. Come on now. <laughs> it's setting it all up for Bayonetta 3, which is coming soon. So, yes, I was rocking out that old Bayonetta 2, having a blast. Got done, threw that back into the old can, and now it's off in the mail. I don't know where it's going. doesn't matter to me anymore. Been playing a little bit of Monster Hunter. We played... Uh, Oh, yeah, this one game. Yeah, it's called uh, Sea of Thieves. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I got one one good play into that, and that was just last night, as a matter of fact. And holy moly, man, I was by myself sailing solo, sailing the seas of cheese, man, doing my thing. Man, it was tough. It was fun. It was awesome. It was relaxing, but also, like, hard work, which is, like, a weird term to use with a video game. Mm-hmm. But I'm over here just charting my course, you know, making sure the lines are right and all the you know, take t- setting, you know, <clears throat> rigging up the sails correctly, you know, with what I wanted to do, trying to get my uh, my docking perfect on the different islands, making sure I had a quick escape in case I needed it because I'm sailing solo. Mm-hmm. Anytime I saw another player's boat, you know, it was instant high alert, trying to figure out what they were going to do if they were coming back towards me or not. Got a couple uh, treasure skulls, 
Tried to turn them in, did turn them in, but got nothing for them. So I'm kind of confused as to what's going on in that regard. So I don't know if it's still glitching out. There's been a lot of problems since it launched, obviously, with all these types of games. I was going to say, it's a modern video game that mm-hmm. a lot of people play. So Yeah. So, gorgeous game. Fantastic, gorgeous. Was a lot of fun just last night solo, but I can definitely tell you for sure playing with some friends is going to be like cloud nine compared to playing solo. So that was fun. Other than that, it's been work as usual, man. Been in there. Did a couple Fortnite uh, Battle Royales. Got my uh, oh, nice. rear end kicked both times. And, uh, well, I, and I only say this because I made the mistake of squatting up both times. Oh, so man. I was just with you know, like other teams and going through. And I think, I don't know if they just decided to pair me with other people who are clueless like me, you know, hopping back on and checking <laughs> things out and just trying to survive. And, of course, since this game's blown up, a lot of the players in there are just fantastic now. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, okay, I am definitely outmatched right now. So I got to get in there and start kicking butt and taking names again and start getting my chops back and building up the uh, walls and jumping everywhere I go constantly, never walking because, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. You jump. You just jump, jump forever. You got to find that barn to go stand in and find a buddy to talk to. That's what you need to do. Yeah. That's what I really need, but I don't want to pressure you into – being my talk buddy in the back of a barn for you know 30 minutes <laughs> this doesn't sound good i don't want wait a minute that's a sound bite that you can take out of context <laughs> so yeah that was fun other than that it's been uh, business as usual so let's kick it off so that was it for us individually this week together as a team of course we did ig2g episode 25 can you believe it's actually been 25 episodes eric i'm turning over my show notes to actually see if it really was 25 last week it was 24 so this was 25 had a fun show i enjoyed it i had a lot of fun with it i felt good about the show i felt like we were Mm -hmm. snap crackle popping in that one and enjoyed the topics too surprisingly because i won't lie to you a couple of the you know the games i'm like oh my gosh what is this game trying to figure it out read about it because it's just it's not much coming out right now but it turned out mm. pretty damn good and we actually got some good feedback from a buddy joe zoe's at joe zoe's on twitter he said hey he really enjoyed the fast-paced formula and it was informative and great so thanks joe zoe's it's nice to actually hear that people enjoy the show sometimes <coughs> hooray <coughs> for us and thank you sir <laughs> as per usual <laughs> coming up next week we don't have anything going on on tuesday no talent tuesday art competitions where have they gone where are my colored pencils i don't even know where they are anymore i know they're up in my work locker i see them every morning i open it up and i go to grab a snippy clip bar to eat and i see those little colored pencils and i cry and i say what happened to my hell to tuesday we could always just bring it back like we used to and just do it regardless but then of course we'll get sick of it after you know like a few months of doing it non-stop so after like one <laughs> <laughs> who do you want to draw i don't know i don't know I'm draw real, a Fortnite guy it's real busy today dang it i don't have time to draw a picture oh my god you're killing me Awesome. But in all seriousness, I would love to do one though soon. So hopefully somebody challenges us with something. I feel like I want to draw something stupid one of these days. <laughs> and speaking of stupid, we got shift codes for gold keys and boilers. <laughs> they're, they're not stupid, man. <laughs> I was just I was just hoping I was here ready to swing my hook and hook onto something for a good segue, and it just was whiff. <laughs> just, uh, whiff. 
Stupid. This is all I got. Stupid. Stupid. Shift codes for Golden Keys at Borderlands 2. So hit up the Twitter, the forums, the Reddit, the Instagram. Hit up your preferred shift code provider and go grab those up because they are not stupid. They will get you some free loot. Yes, as we always say, you got to love that free loot. You get into Borderlands 2, especially if you haven't been in there in a while, or the Pre-Sequel, whichever one's the keys were for. And either or, you should have like five billion of them for both games by now. It's very helpful. They're very helpful. I'll give them that. Great. And you know what else is great, Eric, is GDC. And like a million Gearbox people all going to GDC this week. That was cool seeing everybody's pictures of all the cool places they get to go. Seeing on the Twitter that like in San Francisco, people like scream at walls. That was pretty good. Hey, you know, I didn't know that happened over there. I'm glad I live here in St. Michigan, you know. It's San Francisco. It's the city where anything and everything happens. It's, take all your craziest, looniest, weirdest, strangest people. You put them there. And that's what happens. They start screaming at walls. They crawl out of sewers in the morning. They steal bikes and have a whole black market for them. This type of thing is normal in San Francisco. That's true. That's true. That's I'm sad that the <laughs> I'm sad that the craziest thing I've seen and it wasn't even crazy was in Rapid City, South Dakota. Dude walking down the street singing "Gangsta's Paradise" at the top of his lungs and totally screwing up the lyrics and then being ashamed and walking away. Well, as he should have been, yes, I agree. Yeah. He did the right thing, at least, and walked away in shame. Had he continued (laughs) and been exuberant (laughs) about it, no, we got a problem. See, he would have just been a crazy person, but instead, you realize he has that touch of humanity Mm -hmm. left in him. (laughs) And he knows what he did was wrong. You can't screw up those (laughs) lyrics. No. (laughs) No. Unacceptable. Walk away, South Dakota hobo. Get back to your sewer (laughs) system, if that's what you have. Get back to it. And you know what else we need to get back to? It's the Battleborn free rotation. We got it this week. Who do we have? We have Reyna. We have Wrath. We got Oscar Mike. We got a Rendy. We got Kid Ultra and we got Kelvin. What do you think of the lineup, dude? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. This is how I roll down nowadays. Just go ahead and play Kid Ultra and a Rendy and you're going to have a blast. Don't even worry about the other characters. And you know what? Since a Rendy's been on it, I'd say quite a few times in recent history, just go with Kid Ultra. You know why? Because he shoots rockets. You know why? Because he thinks he's like Mega Man or something. You know why? Because he has little healing things that you shoot out and people never grab. And then you stand there and you stare at those healing things like, hey, you should probably grab that Hela chapter, man. And nobody ever does. So you just go grab it up yourself and then you shoot another yep. one out and no one ever grabs it. And then you go, man, you should totally grab that Hela chapter, dude. No one ever does. And you just keep shooting your rockets. He's a great character. I love him. Yep. And then use your little <laughs> super ultimate ability where you fly towards somebody and you're going to help them, but then you hit a rock and you totally defuse your whole thing. <laughs> it's a great time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, what do I always say? What's the most optimistic I've ever been? The highest rating I've ever given a lineup a cautiously optimistic? No. This one gets two goddamn thumbs up for me. All of my favorite characters are in here. You got Reyna. Reyna is the best support in the entire game. You got Kid Ultra. He's pretty fun to play. I don't like him that much, but he's fun to play. Arendi, super fun to play. Oscar Mike, super fun to play. Wrath, super fun to play. Kelvin is super fun to play when you have a really good game as Kelvin. And when I do have a good game as Kelvin, I get to say, hey, dude, I'm doing really great as Kelvin. What's your problem? <laughs> Look at me. Look at me slamming my big fist around. <laughs> and I have a James laugh. <laughs> and then tinkerbelling your way right out of trouble. <laughs> That's right. So this one gets two thumbs up from me. Love this lineup. It's a fantastic lineup. I love it very much. It's close to my heart. I love it. It's great. Yeah. I thought it was pretty solid overall as well. But, you know, Kid Ultra's the bomb. 
play Kid Ultra. And then go spend money on those really cool skins of his because they are awesome. They are pretty awesome. And you know what else is awesome? Battleborn merchandise. We got a sneaky peeky poo at some upcoming Battleborn merchandise. Why don't you tell us about that one, Eric? So, the low scoop is, oh my gosh, it appeared on Amazon. It was a wonderful, really cool Lani chibi art done by none other than, I'm going to butcher his name, so Matt, you got to say it, Sung Kim, right? Sung Kim. It's probably close. See, close enough. This shirt has popped up. I don't know if it was intentional or not. So Rika herself actually popped on there after Mental Mars posted that up on the Twitter feeds, and she said, yes, this is real, and there is many more to come. So if you're out there looking for some Battleborn shirts, now's the time, because apparently we're going to hear about it shortly, soon, whatever that means, and we're going to start seeing more than just Alani out there. I'm, I'm imagining, since it was, for those of you who have not seen it yet, it was an Alani shirt with a chibi art on inside of the uh, Alani spelling itself. And, of course, came in multiple colors. I'm assuming that they're going to release probably all the characters or at least some of the, the big faves, according to whatever statistics that Gearbox uses. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping, though, that they go uh, Bulletstorm style and kind of get some shirts that are a little less on the nose. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't really say much. It just shows you, like, a really cool picture of your favorite character or something. And that way, if people know what that shirt is or know who that person is, they'll come up and high-five you. And otherwise, they'll, they'll just ignore you like they always do and walk away. Got a little spark in my brain. How about you have, like, the Pendle symbol on the ground surrounded by his mist? That way, people would be like, what is that? It's just some kind of design. I don't know. Oh, but if you know, you know then you are Pendles with your ult. Just pshhh. That would be pretty cool. Oh, oh, man. yeah. But then again, wouldn't you just love to have a shirt with Pendles, you know, with his little uh, scythe in front of him, just laughing, doing his... The... I was going to say, just doing his puppet taunt, uh-huh. just looking at it. Oh, uh-huh. that'd be perfect. Yeah. What a good shirt that'd be. There's all sorts of possibilities with this, and I hope they take several of them and come out with a whole bunch of really cool shirts, because I certainly would love to get my hands on a few of those. Yep, absolutely. And uh-oh, one last thing. Battleborn, I'm not finished with you! I would be remiss if I didn't mention that our buddy Sean Haggerty at 10K Beers on Twitter did accomplish the, the seminal, fantastic, unbelievable goal of getting all of his Battleborn up to level 20. And he announced that on Twitter. I retweeted it from the show. A lot of cool people from the Gearbox community were liking it and giving him congrats and stuff. So I'm going to give him congrats on the show. And uh, any one of you who's listening on the show needs to go hit up 10K Beers on Twitter and give him congratulations on the Twitter, too. Yeah, that's definitely an achievement. It takes a lot of dedication. I can't tell you how many times I've seen that man playing Battleborn while I'm on doing God knows what. He's just sitting there grinding and grinding and grinding because he's a psychopath, you know? Uh, that's what he is and that's fine because i think most of us are psychopaths he even had the mythical unicorn randy pitchford himself comment on it and holy moly we've been waiting for that comment for years and old sean he got it so we found the key man we gotta get into one of these games and do some psychopath achievement and we'll be in it (laughs) we'll be in it we just gotta get there (laughs) So what we do is we got to find the hardest weapon to farm in one of the Borderlands games and just have an inventory. It's in every slot. It's in every inventory thing. It's in every bank slot. It's like, look, Randy, I really like the unkempt herald or the vengeful potato farmer or whatever it is. And they'll be like, wow, that's crazy. Or I have a better solution, a much quicker one, Matt. We cut into our flesh on our bellies or our backs the borderland symbols Mm -hmm. and then we say 
I found one and bubble it and then have like me with a knife having just cut freshly into your gut or back with the blood still mm. dripping and say, I found it. And then you do the same to me and we post that. So speaking of outrageous stunts and carving symbols into your flesh, you know, Fortnite has been at GDC as well in the Epic Games booth. They've been having people running through doing streams like all day long. All kinds of famous streamers have been there popping out content. Their Twitter has been blowing up with just, hey, look, look who's at the booth now. Look who's at the booth now. Come by the booth and get a thing. And this big presence they've had, their their super popularity they've been achieving over the last few months. I did just notice tonight on Twitter an article from TheVerge.com that said that in February, Fortnite actually surpassed PUBG's monthly income with $126 million just in February alone. I believe in that article they said PUBG made about like $103 million, but since they don't have microtransactions, or not at least to the level that Fortnite does, those are just, you know, people buying the $30 chunk and then just playing for free, essentially. But whereas Fortnite's is all microtransactions because it's all free. So that just shows you just... How big this game is. It's nuts. Yeah, it's the most popular thing out right now. And, you know, you see it, but once you see it monetarily, then you see it, see mm-hmm. it, You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's straight up on fire. Every freaking streamer on their son plays this game as their backup to anything they're doing, period. A lot of them do it as their main game. Everybody's loving it. Everybody's talking about it. You got all the high school kids in there rocking this game out now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's cloud nine. And as long as they keep churning out all these great updates like they always do and everything else, I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. And I think it'll get even wilder because at GDC, Epic did a live stream of Fortnite stuff and they're bringing a Battle Royale replay system in. And they did a quick little, like, slap together. Here's what you, the kind of stuff you can do. It was brought to us on Twitter by a person called at OMG It's a-L-I-A, and I saw this cool, you know, hype video that apparently this person put together with the help of Fortnite and Epic and the whole team, and it looks, I mean, it looks like a cinematic trailer. So if you can actually do all this stuff in that replay system, it will be outstanding. I mean, it looks phenomenal. That sounds freaking bad, Mamma Jamma, too, and allows you to, just for practical reasons, obviously it's awesome, but just for funsies, it's a good option. Mm -hmm. I mean, all around... Great idea. Just another way to make this even more popular and awesome. Man. I mean, imagine even those guys who are doing like the, the no scope from across the map. If you shoot and then in that replay system, you can, if it's not following an actual bullet, you can just like zoom all the way in and just see the plick. Oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll be, make for so many good YouTube videos. Amazing. Tons of good videos. And did you also see at GDC that they had a uh, Loot Llama set up? Like a riding bull loot llama set up and everything? No, I didn't see yeah, that. They totally had a big old, you know, enclosure up with a loot llama doing the bull riding scenario. I didn't see anybody awesome. riding on it, but I saw it set up, so I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, if you're going to GDC, you got to ride the llama. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Why, why wouldn't not? You? Hopefully, at the end of it, whether you fall off or not, like somebody just throws candy at you, that'd mm. be awesome. It's just like a little bucket of candy, just <laughs> <laughs> you did it. <laughs> But we weren't invited to that, Matt. We, oh, we you didn't get the plane we tickets? Start making, we, we gotta start making games and stuff. So speaking of that thing that Danny cut from the show, I did forget about 
the uh, the big posting that Gearbox Quebec did post in French. I was going to put that in at the top of the show and totally forgot about it until right now when we brought up the thing that we had to cut from the show. But there was a big post from, like I said, from Gearbox Quebec, all in French, talking about like all these positions they're looking for for a AAA title. So, hey, they're working on either something new or they just lost a bunch of people, which I can't imagine is the case. I'm guessing that's, you know, they're finishing up whatever they're working on and then transitioning into this other thing or into maybe DLCs for another thing or whatever their next project is. I don't know if you saw that, but I saw I that. I did see that, actually, and I saw it reposted and everything else, and it was the same thing. I was like, well, they haven't even announced what the heck they were working on in the first place, but here they are hiring a whole bunch more people. So either, hey, this means that they're still way early in development, so you know, apparently three, four years equals they're just getting started and we got another three, four years until they announce what it is, or mm. B, it's what you're saying is that they're wrapping up whatever the thing was they were working on and now they're launching it a dlc or a new uh title altogether i don't know i think that's got to be what it is because you wouldn't have randy varnell fly up for just like the concept phase and then have scotty v and mean mug and anthony fly up for just you know oh we haven't really started on something i think that's got to be like hey you know they were working on the thing that should be close to completed or in some kind of workable thing, and then this would be for the next project that they're doing. Yeah, I, I would hope so. I would agree. That's the optimistic view, and you know that's what we should probably go with. It seems realistic, but mm. I don't know, man. Who knows? I don't want to. I want to hope that maybe something's coming because you never know anymore. You never know. Gearbox. Do they not like trust to just, the hope, Eric. They, it has forsaken these it lands. It has forsaken these lands. It has. <laughs> I learned that a long time ago. I still hope, though, and I get hit in the face over and over again. But soon, something's getting announced by gods. Soon. <laughs> so steering this car back onto the Fortnite track, there wasn't a lot announced or released this week in Fortnite, Battle Royale, or Save the World mode. Only thing is a new heavy shotgun in Battle Royale and the Flame Grill Trap in Save the World mode. No actual patch, no actual patch notes, just a couple cool items. Yeah. It's I at mean, least something. Hey, it's a little bit of something. I didn't expect anything anyway, because as you stated, they were at GDC having a blast, talking with other developers about what they're up to, what they're doing, you know, slapping each other on the back, having a good time. And you got to give them that. You know, it's, every once in a while, you got to go just have some fun with one another and talk about your miserable lives making these games and all that just, good stuff. Just putting up kiddie pools and filling them with money. Yeah. Just rolling <laughs> just, around in them. Look what we can do, guys. Look what we can do. <laughs> you never thought this was going to be a success, did you? And it was. We're the bestest now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, what a great investment for Gearbox. I mean, oh, yeah. Publishing them and helping them out with whatever. I don't know how those rights work out, but man, there's got to be a little trickle coming in there. I thought for that it was just the. Uh, the Save distribution the rights. Yeah. It was it was the it was a hard copy distribution so rights. So they would that. only then receive something for the hard copies. Period. I wonder. I would I don't know. Maybe they got a little trickle of the revenue stream cuz if they did that'd be fantastic for them. Yeah. But I think I thought that one was the first distribution only one. Mhm. I remember that's all they were involved in, but I just wonder if that's all the contracts did that they get any sort of profit for. Because you yeah. got to make sure there's a little bit of money involved. Obviously, you don't want to lose money on a venture. 
So it seems right. like maybe something's written in that yeah, you, they get point zero zero one percent of something or rather, and if that's the case, point zero zero one percent of all the money in the entire world is a lot of is damn quite money. a lot of money. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> I'd love to know like how that all goes and what the money like you know trickles down in that regard, but we'll never know because they'll never tell us that sort of information. Hey, you know what? You know what? One way you could find out is maybe call up Nerdvana Live and ask Randy Pitchford live on the air on this world famous podcast. I'm breaking format of the show. I don't even care because that segue was too good to pass up. What happened on this week's Nerdvana Live podcast, Eric? Well, I'll tell you what. Randy Pitchford himself was there, as per usual, and Erica was there. Now, if you don't know, she's the individual that uh, runs the whole licensing, is in charge of running around getting them deals with like Todd McFarlane, shirt companies, toy companies, all the other people and shenanigans you see, the Funko Pops. She goes about handling that, trying to make sure that they're running deals, getting things made, then finding people who are doing it bootleg and shutting them down. She came on the show. She had all sorts of cool toys. She brought with her fun things they're interacting with. If you want to know about it all, hey, guess what? Go check out that podcast because her and Randy have a blast talking about it. You can definitely tell that Randy doesn't know about a lot of the toys and things that are happening within his company. He's, well, and it makes sense, though, because, you know, from our angle, it just seems like, hey, he's the boss. He should know everything that's happening. But realistically, no, he wouldn't know everything that's happening. He's focused mm. on making sure that people don't steal their money and run away with their, their licenses. You know, that's a, his main focus is. So he's got his people he trusts running all the side and smaller areas that, you know, he can't be paying attention to. And, you know, in this, and I just thought in this episode, it showed, like, she was showing him some toys and showing him this, and he's, he was genuinely surprised to see mm. some of this stuff. Like, oh, my God, this is awesome, da 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 and going on about it. So it's pretty neat to see, you know, him actually going, holy crap, we can we got this cool stuff. What the hell is going on here? This is neat. So I, I thought it was neat, and it also kind of opened my eyes, you know, and just made me realize, hey, just because he's the boss doesn't mean he knows everything and every part of that business that's going down at all times. Basically, just like where we work, uh, mm. freaking Ding Dong at the top isn't going to know that we even have a roll feed printer, let alone what what it does, what we even do all day. People upstairs don't necessarily know what you know, different areas are up to, what they're doing on a day-to-day basis. It's the same thing here. It's just it's kind of weird because I always see it as like this one big room they all live in and they high five each other and have a party every day and life sitting is the around on thing. bean bags. Yeah, sitting on bean bags, working like a few hours if they feel like it, and you know, and then cutting, you know, and then going nuts at the end and having to make up like barefoot, just eating pizza out of boxes on the floor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's. I mean, because they always talk about the crunch time, you know, at the end. So I just imagine, yeah, the uh-huh. first like year and a half is them just, ah, oh, yeah, I did like a fireball today. And then they go home and have a great day. And then and all of a sudden <laughs> they realize they had to put a game out. So they crunch and go insane for like, you know, six months to a year straight. And then they all want to kill themselves and the game goes up live and then it's all okay. Well, see, and that's why they need the nine months of barefoot pizza boxes on the floor. Because like, oh my God, we did it. Okay, God, jeez. Makes sense. <sighs> Want to work on anything today, Bobby? <laughs> no, nah, dude. I want to play with action figures down in the break room. All right, cool. That's all right, man. No biggie. You do that. You do you. So <laughs> I just like to live in my fantasy world of what I believe, but, you know, it kind of opened my eyes a little bit. It was like, oh, yeah, okay. They run most mostly like another any other corporation, big business yeah. runs. 
Other than that, he did mention that IGN had an article up recently, and I was going to find it, and I failed to do so, that uh, had a picture of a Mecca Grandma. So, and then Randy said, hey... Yeah, this is a this is a picture of someone from an upcoming project of ours, and some a few people got to do a, a closed technical test of this particular title. It was at the time it was called Project One V One, I believe. So if you want to see, and then of course they both kind of chuckled and said, "Ha, you know, it's not that anymore." But you know what I mean. And so, if you want to see a character that's going to be in whatever this upcoming one of these upcoming titles is. Go find it, snoop around IGN somewhere. I haven't found it yet myself. I intend to. I'm going to write this down, actually, so I can find it after the show and figure out what she looks like and take from it what you will. Fantastic. So what do we finish up the show with this time? Not like normal. It's the Compulsion Games Weekly Journal. This was their first new format weekly journal where they're going to start taking some deep dives into concepts from the game, you know, going through from the start of development through to the end and seeing how things have evolved, seeing how things have changed, all that kinds of good stuff. Yeah, all that kind of good stuff. They were talking about joy this time. Any kind of cool things stand out for you? And you know what? Screw that. I'm going to tell you a cool thing that stood out for me. One thing I did really like in this update was, I said it already, they're taking stuff from the start of development through to completion. I like that they discussed the way that joy worked, how it was before it was... When you took it, you got like a decreasing meter on the screen, and that was kind of it. And it just like helped you blend in in vague quote fingers. And then they talked about how, well, we needed to change the visuals and the way the gameplay works and the audio design while you're on Joy, on these different levels of Joy. And so just going from here's an icon on the screen with a ticking bar down to, like I just said, all those changes, and then that you got to see the different icons for the different levels of joy and the different states it would put you in at the very end of this journal. Like, here's the final things. We're not going to tell you what exactly they all mean, but here's what you can see in the final game. I thought that was really cool to see, you know, screenshots from each little chunk going all along the development. I thought that was really cool. I'd like to break down what those symbols might mean first off. Mm -hmm. But secondly, I want to reiterate, too, that, yes, I enjoyed this one a lot because I've been super curious about how this joy even works, as I've mentioned on several podcasts now. Like, why would I not just be pumped up on joy the entire time and just roll through? And I like that they addressed that, too. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty much what I said. So, hey, (laughs) pat myself on the back for that one. But (laughs) I do like also, though, how they talked about because it doesn't make sense. They're going to make it make sense. But... Isn't that the point of this whole town is that everyone's doped up on joy constantly? So why would there be right. a crash? If everybody crashes because they're uh, doped up on joy all the time, then everyone's going to come out of being doped up on joy and then see what's real, and it's it's a mess. So mm-hmm. I like how they were like, well, we, we, we thought that of that, and you know, it didn't make sense. So they went back in and reiterated on how the joy works and how it actually infects or affects you and, mm-hmm. and how you manage it properly. So, I'm interested. It's got me definitely going, hmm, which leads me to those symbols that they gave us and said, these are the actual in-game symbols that we are going to be using and let you guys, hey, figure out what you may for what it means. So, I don't know if you want to get to that at the very end before we wrap it up or uh, if you uh, got a couple more points. or Well, let's do that at the very end because you just sparked in my brain of... You know, they never really said how they were going to address, you know, that you can crash and what do all these other people do. And it just went, you know, maybe at the end of the day after 
the Uncle Jack broadcast of the nightly news or whatever, maybe everybody takes their tranquilizer sleep hormone and they just... So when you're down, you're, you're out. passed out. You, you literally can't do anything. You're just... And then you wake up and while you take your joy to start your day and blah, hoo-hoo. So while you're still coming out of being asleep and drugged up and all this other jazz, you're not sure what you're seeing. You just well, pop your joy and, hey, I'm back to and life boom. again. Flowers, rainbows, butterflies, literally, as they show you in the really cool little uh, cinematic mm-hmm. they got going for you. <sighs> Interesting. So cool. Big. Yep. Speaking of cool visuals, I love the your high on joy scene juxtaposed with the the this is what's really going on scene where it was like, hey, look, it's a kid's birthday party and it's a cool cool pinata and stuff, and then and oh look, what's really happening? They're like eating a dead rat. And they're like scarfing out guts of the dead rat or whatever kind of rat type object that mm-hmm. was. That was gruesome and hilariously awesome at the same time. Yeah, I remember that image when that one first came out because that's what literally drew me to it. <laughs> Oh, that is brutal. That's disgusting. So I'm hoping they keep some of that into the game. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping because they, you know, they've been through a lot of iterations since then. So I'm hoping that that kind of thing stays, and I'm sure it will. Because if you remember that whole uh, part of the gameplay they showed, where you were, had the body bags hanging there, and you got oh, yeah, Con into working, so I'm pretty sure that we can expect really cool stuff like that. But I mm-hmm. thought you were actually mentioning that segue they did with the the butterflies, which I just mentioned. Which I thought that in itself was really neat because from one to the next scene, it's different, but it's not so different. And I actually right, really yeah. appreciate that because typically, you know, I, I would assume that it's going to go one's like this haggard dystopia where it's completely dysfunctional and just rotten, disgusting to the core. And then when you put your joy in, it's all rainbows and sunshine. And this, mm. though, it's not. You know, the the normal version looks like a functional town. It's not disgusting yeah. and terrible and just beyond repair. It's just mm. grim and boring and you know drab. So that it's not. It's not like that one episode of Blood Drive. Yeah, where exactly. All yeah. And everything's rotten. Fungus yeah. people. Yeah, feeding uh-huh. some kind of cavernous demon or whatever it was. <laughs> no, and this it's like, hey, no, this is just a normal town, a little beat up, worse for wear. But that's because everybody's doped up mm. and not doing what they should be doing. You know, nothing, nothing too bad. And yeah. that just feeds into this really cool narrative that they're trying to push here. That some something happened to these people, that they mm. just don't want to remember or somebody doesn't want them to remember and so they're in the taking the joy to get away from it or you know not mm. remember it and therefore this town which is a normal town and still is a normal town it exists with them on crack instead or joy whatever you want to call it it's just kind of neat yeah i thought that was really cool because we've seen a lot of like the daytime images of how look like, rainbows and butterflies and unicorns like you said but i really liked the I think maybe like two-thirds of the way, three-quarters of the way through, they had that nighttime image. Mm-hmm. They had a daytime one on top and a nighttime one on the bottom. And you could tell the non-Joy one, it just kind of looked like a normal nighttime image. And the Joy one was like a majestic nighttime, but it wasn't like bright and showery and in-your-face about it. It just, I mean, you could tell the difference, but it wasn't like nightmare world versus super dream world. It was just kind of normal and maybe a little bit spooky but not like over-the-top ridiculous, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like, even judging from just these few screenshots and stuff, they're, they're finding that good balance where it's, you know, like we said. Yeah, it's going to push the story and keep it believable in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Which is what I like because I was, I was still excited about it, but 
I was kind of yeah. like, well, this is going to be that, you know, oh, super dystopia, destroyed world, fallout style, and then uh, you just pump yourself up on drugs. and Which is one of those things that never makes sense, even in, like in that Blood Drive episode, where like, here it's just like a rotten like bed. Like, if you touch it, how are you feeling that it's this fluffy, yeah. soft wonderfulness? Like, if you're a diseased person and touch your face... How am I going to feel like, oh, soft skin when it's like a pustule ridden? Like, it, that never makes sense. No, it doesn't. So, I'm glad that it's not that, you know, yep. like we said. So am I. So, I, from that, I took away, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of enthusiasm, more hope. Not hope, because mm. I'm already stoked about the game, but, yeah, you know, yeah. just like, oh, all right, this is going to be more believable story. I'm going to get on board with this even more. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I like it. I'm looking forward to it. And I like this new setup, actually that they're doing right now with just uh, focusing on one thing in the game or one particular yeah. setup and really talking about it. I, I'm enjoying that. I can't wait to see what they do every week from here on out. Yeah, absolutely. So you want to wrap it up with those uh, last I sure do. four images of the Joy Icons? So as we said, those last four images, they've got one on the far left that's got Joy, and then mm. it's like a little over halfway filled. It's got white icon on it. The one next to it, mm. of course, has a popped capsule and it's a red image. Mm. And then the one after that's also red with like an eyeball with like the hypnotic symbol in the middle. And then the mm. last one is like a, a looks like a person who's just zoned out, like they're just drugged out with also the mm. hypnotic symbol around it. And then on top of that, there's a little bar going around the symbol itself, which I'm yeah. assuming is going to show like where you're at in that particular spectrum to an extent. Mm. And then, of course, but the confusing part is, as you can see in these images, they're, like, filled up. It's like they've got liquid inside of them, and they're at different levels. So mm -hmm. it looks like there's two different bars you're going to be paying attention to in here. So I don't know if you got any ideas for what they mean separately or together or whatever. Well, I was thinking, obviously, the first one is just your basic. You're on joy. This is your general level of joy. I was kind of debating between the second and the fourth one, which one would be like you're totally crashing out and which one would be like you're overdosed or you're just super high on it. I feel like the second one's got to be because of that that little line that's going around it. So maybe once you hit the popped pill one, it you got a, a countdown until it goes back around, you know, all the way around that that hexagon and then you're back to normal joy levels which start counting down. Mm -hmm. You know, I think you might have something with that pop pill. Maybe that's like when you can next use next use your next joy to keep within a manageable level. Oh, yeah. That could be, yeah. Like if you take another one now, it'll yeah, it'll make you go nuts. You're going to start going bananas and get into that drugged out zoned area or something. Mm. Whereas, uh, like you said, I agree that the one that says joy is just your overall level of joy, mm -hmm. like where you're at in the spectrum. I don't know so much about what that Maybe the timer means once that, like, I'm assuming, okay, here, I'm assuming that those bars outside of the symbols are timers. I think those are yeah, the timers, yeah. and the inside is, like, the level of the spectrum you're at for whatever particular item it's talking about. Right. And so for, like, the joy, you're a little over halfway. You're about middle ground joy, which I'm assuming is probably going to be a safe place to be because, for mm -hmm. the most part, you're not going to get spotted. You're not going to get shouted out, but you're also level-headed enough to still remember what's happening. 
And then, mm. of course, that timer is the outside bar. And once that ticks down, obviously your joy level is going to go down, which at that time you have to make sure you pop another joy if that's where you want to stay. And that's why you'd look at that capsule one because that one will show you if you can pop another one and whatnot. Mm. And then that th- eyeball one, I think that one has to do with like the level at which people are like seeing you. The possibility of someone spotting you is like... Hmm. So, like, the eyeball is the awareness, I guess, is what I want to say. I mean, it could be, but I'm, star- I'm starting to wonder if, well, you could tie that into this is where you're starting to come down off of it. Mm-hmm. So you're starting to feel weird, and well, obviously that would be a sign to other people who are on Joy going, hey, he's acting Why is he fishy. acting funky? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely possible. Hmm. Hmm. I, w- I would assume, though, that that Joy icon would kind of do the same thing, but... Then again, maybe that's kind of just like an overarching, hey, here's where you're at, period. It doesn't really tell you much except for this is the mm. level of happiness you're yeah, at. Yeah, I don't know. Remember they mentioned that they did have an awareness symbol that they were working on. But you got to remember, too, that these are all the joy icon. True. These are all different states of it. So I think just joy, happy, you know, white bar is just, like we said, you're normal. People are going to see you as normal. And I, th- I think that swirly eye's got to be, you're starting to crash. And like we said, that'll make people notice. I think that red one, the red one on the far right, I was thinking either overdose or you are withdrawn and just out of your mind, mm-hmm. you know, starting to lose it. Yeah, that's what I, I, I thought the same exact thing. The only thing I had wondered was that does that represent both cases? If you've just right. taken too much joy or if, like you said, it only represents one or the other, the side of that spectrum. But mm. I imagine it's got to be both sides. Because obviously if you overdose, that's no good because you're Looney Tune. And if you mm. obviously let it all go, now you're just in despair and out of your mind because you don't want to be in the real world with whatever it was you're trying to face and that you're getting away from. Yeah, I think I think that the, the swirly eye thing, because that comes up in that right one too, I think that's got they've got to be tied together. Mm-hmm. So if one is... A little too high, then the other one's got to be super high. If the other one, you know, if that one is a little too low, the other one's got to be super low. Yeah. Just because that's the same motif is there in both. Yeah, I agree. And it's just also, obviously, those three are all tied in because they're all red, whereas the joy is the white. So yeah. it's obvious that those three all work together and you have to be paying attention, all three, to manage whatever it is you're managing with the joy. Whereas that left mm. one seems more like it's just a. Like your icon you're just going to have somewhere at all times telling you, hey, here's where you're at, joy, you know, congratulations kind of thing. So, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm pretty interested. We'll see. I, I can't wait, especially since this is actually the working working uh, HUD for it. Mm-hmm. it ain't going to change now unless they're lying. <laughs> Better not be lying to me in your in your weekly journal compulsion games. That's right. No, I'm sure they're not. They're uh, close to shipping. It's right around the corner, so... They're moving mm. and grooving. That's right. And I think, unless you got anything else, that pretty much wraps up the show. Nope, that's it. So, of course, if you guys got any mailbag questions for us that would normally go right here, or any comments, any concerns, any kind of feedback, if you just want to say hi, you can do that via email at info at thirdshift.me. You can tweet at us at thirdshiftme, and you can find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Indeed you can. We also have a wonderful Patreon set up. If you like what you hear, we treat it like a tip jar. You can head on over there, throw in a dollar, throw in $5, throw in $500. It all helps us. You know, you send our kids to college, get 
get me some new eyebrows because I want some new eyebrows. You know, stuff like that. You need some. I you do. need them. I do. I really do. I want to get like tiger cat eyebrows. You know what I'm saying? I want a cat eyebrows. It'd be really cool. So you should get like eyebrows like that dude from Dune had, like the really bushy ones. Ooh, and then you could grow them out even further yes. and just comb them back. Comb them back over my just, bald head. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even think of that. What a great idea. So well, you know what? <laughs> you boys and girls could head over there, throw us that, and make that a reality for us individuals here at Third Shift. We'd appreciate it very, very much. For those of you who have been or have in the past, we appreciate that very much. And I'll just save my little tidbit at the end there. Instead of putting it towards the show like we're supposed to do, I'll, I'll do it in growing out my eyebrows and cover up my bald head. I'll make this. But it'll help dream. the show because I won't have to stare at your bald pate <laughs> oh all shiny. God, so mean. You got the light right there, and then it reflects. Oh, it's too much. That's I too much. He's it. so mean to me. You see, guys and girls, if you just give us <laughs> give us a dollar, maybe I can get his mouth so shut. You know what I mean? Jeez, oh, oh that's mean. Oh, I'm that, sorry. Actually, come on. I can't do the podcast. Hey, then. Oh, I don't want to do that. Hey. If you got any change, you like what you hear, head on over there, throw us a buck or something. If you can't, I understand. Money's money. Everybody's got to pay them bills. You can also support us by giving us likes, uh, mailbag questions, feedback of any kind in nature, subjects you want us to talk about, talented Tuesday pitchers. All these things motivate us and keep us rocking and rolling and entertaining you the best we can. Absolutely. And, of course, this podcast drops every Friday, so we'll be back in your ear holes on the 30th of March for our very next episode. It'll be a good Friday for a good podcast. And as Eric always says, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. <laughs> so... I talked with a goat. It took me months to get my uh, my language right, and I'm telling you, there's a dark, there's a dark, dark history with the five stars, man. Easter's right around the corner. I've been doing a lot of research, talking to many different animals, many. I even talked with a baby goat, and they, you know, he was, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very annoying. There's a lot of stuff going on. I can't wait to tell you guys what I learned. So stay tuned because five-star ratings on iTunes, man, they are the shizniz, and I'm going to tell you why. And fresh, hot, breaking news, I've done some five-star research as well, so I'll have a five-star story for you guys coming up eventually sometime. Oh, I actually mean that. God, look at that. Woo! We're just digging deep. We're going to have all the five-star stories. You guys are going to know every ounce of how this system works by the end of it. That's right, exactly. And hey, with that, I don't think there's anything else to say, but don't forget, don't to, forget to say. Shut up and sit down. Terrible. That was great. <laughs>